They are called trad wives, women who choose to stay home, focus on their families and housekeeping, and often agree to be subservient to their husbands. They're part of an influential online community who say they reject feminism and instead embrace femininity. Well, fascinated by these women, Sophia Sykes decided to leave her marketing career to write a thesis about them at Massey University. The thesis is finally done, and it reveals a world where trad wives are actually much more than traditional housewives. They are influences of right-wing extremism. Sophia Sykes and her thesis supervisor, Dr. Veronica Hopner from Massey University, join me now. Hi, guys. Hi. Sophia, what made this topic so interesting to you that you decided to quit your job and write a master's thesis about it? Um, I think probably it was less about the topic, more about being a fan of um, Veronica, actually, because it was kind of her idea um, initially. I'd reached out to her. Um, based on she did a bit of a run around about wanting to do some research in that right-wing extremism space and so I reached out to see what the go was and then we kind of talked about this interest in women in the right-wing extremism space which kind of had a lack of scholarly research to date Um, and then we kind of found this little nugget of trad wives and then became quite fascinated by the relationship between them as kind of private, anti-modern, anti-globalist right-wing women, but they also had this reliance on social media, which is inherently um, very modern, and my marketing background and kind of that social media space really piqued the interest. So it was kind of a nice little collaborative effort, I feel, between the two of us. In case someone people haven't put it together, trad wife stands for traditional wife. I actually, I'm embarrassed to say, I haven't come across this term um, before now, but it's all over online. And, and what about this confluence of trad wives with right-wing extremism. Are all trad wives right-wing? Are they all right-wing extremists, or is there just a little sort of intersection there? Um, So the way that we found there was quite a landscape um, of these women, Um, and so we kind of classified them in kind of three different groups that kind of are existing in that more extreme right-wing space. Not necessarily all of them are right-wing extremists, but the way that we classified them was conservative right, um, alt-light and then alt-right, which is where you kind of get that more extreme iteration. So, yeah, a, a range. But because some women might be listening and thinking, well, hey, I, I've devoted my life to my marriage and my children and my um, and my home. That doesn't make me a right-wing extremist. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think for a lot, of, a lot of women, it kind of does fulfill a little bit of a need and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, like you say, a lot of women choose to stay at home and, and prioritise being a stay-at-home wife and mother, um, and that's totally normal and totally fine, and I think that all women should have the right to be able to choose um, how they want to live their life. I think what can become a little bit more problematic is when women are led to believe for a variety of reasons that they don't have a choice, um, as, and as we saw kind of with some of the more extreme trad wives, when a position of influence, their position of influence is kind of used to promote a very limiting perspective on the role of women and other groups um, in society. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's normal, but with everything, there is a spectrum. Because no one would say that these trad wives don't have a choice, right? They 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 have chosen to live this life. That's There's a certain freedom in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, that was kind of one of the things that we really found from the start. It appeared from some of the media attention that trad wives had got up until the date that we started researching was there was a little bit of a conception that it, it wasn't a choice and these women were kind of forced into this. But really what we found very strongly was 
these women are very agentic beings and they're kind of promoting that they want that they can choose to be stay-at-home wife and mother if they want um the way we kind of theorize that is within the idea of sort of choice feminism which is this idea that yeah woman whether you want to stay at home all of the time whether you want to work all of the time or whether you want to have a mixture of the two um that that's your prerogative these women are just choosing to be at home uh, and while we're on definitions, Veronica, can you tell me what a crunchy mom is? <laughs> so they can be understood as a kind of a left-wing iteration of um, trad wife value systems, I guess is probably a good way to describe it. So both could prioritise traditional gender roles, homeschooling, natural birthing, etc. Both could also be... Um, sort of supportive of kind of limited government intervention in, in lives and kind of potentially could be um, anti-vaccines as well. But their ideology for um, or reasons for adopting these things, these ideas sort of differ. So trade wives often adopt them to highlight their commitment to God or a reject of modernism. Um, crunchy mums typically adopt them from what we could see in the literature um, due to uh, an idea of environmental awareness, a commitment to sustainability and a commitment to um, naturalism that that they kind of um, are really taking up. Um, what we did, there was sort of some interesting literature is that there could potentially be kind of a pipeline where mm. crunchy mums go along become kind of more um, more right-wing leaning um, so that possibly potentially could happen because they're starting to get on social media sites that potentially have got these shared common things between the the right-wing trad wives and the crunchy mums and then sort of start to go down into kind of I guess the trad wife um, territory. Yeah we saw a bit of that so, um, know, during, that... The, during the lockdowns that this idea that um, hard left and hard right um, we're finding some connection in that conspiracy theory space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely there was some some shared concerns and issues, um, but probably coming at it from, from different platforms or different ideologies for sure. Okay. What do these women, some of these women, find so oppressive about traditional feminism? Yeah, so interesting question. Um, we probably kind of have to start with the culture wars here, which is kind of the conflict between different groups as to whose values and ideological worldviews are more important or at least should have some equal recognition. So these wars that have played out in politics, economics, um, social structures and institutions have given rise to... Um, to tradwife culture that's largely in conflict over what American culture is. So the tradwives that we primarily really focused on were American tradwives. And so they're kind of a lot of their rhetoric, a lot of um, the stuff that's playing out on their platforms, their social media platforms, is simplistically speaking a battle between traditional and conservative factions or what they might call kind of um, progressive or liberal factions. Um, so, but really kind of central and important to these culture wars is the traditional uh, family structure, the role of men and women and the role of religion in American life. Um, in the 1990s, about 90% of Americans identified as Christian and up until last year, I think the figures were around about two thirds. So I think we kind of in New Zealand don't really have 
um, a really good overview or kind of insight into this really deep Christianity and this deep religiosity mm. <laughs> that um, is really fundamental to big parts of American life. Um, so feminism as, as an ideological movement was sort of seen to take women away from the biological and biblical or spiritual roles that they, um, you know, really valued. Um, we have seen pagan women in the trade wife movement alongside Christian women. And again, a kind of their, their talk around this sort of stuff was um, spiritual and biological kind of roles of women. So they kind of position feminism as a progression away from the values and the social gendered positioning, which is hierarchical. These women do want to, um, they do see their men as the head of the household that lead them and that they've got these particular roles. And there's sort of a, this natural order of men and women and that they have sort of quite different functions in society. Women have more private home-based roles and men have more public functions. Um, so these women really strongly believe in conservative family structures. So feminism in some ways is seen as a threat to the strength of the family unit. Um, women in the workforce are largely seen as stepping away from the family unit. And um, were also often sort of represented as a way for the government to increase its tax revenue. And um, so women working can, is sort of seen as something that women are often subverted into. Um, these women also really champion men and traditional ideas of, of masculinity. So they see feminism as an attack against men and that feminism closes down possibilities to talk about the big issues that, um, that face men and, and masculinity sort of more modern, um, more modern times such as male suicide, homelessness, mental health problems, imprisonment of men, violence against men workplace deaths, you know, uh, participation at university and other injustices for men. So they, they really do see feminism as an attack on masculinity and, and sort of degenerating boys and men and that the, father, the value of fatherhood is often seen as undermined. So feminism is kind of positioned as inherently damaging these normal and natural relationships that should exist between men and women. And we found that a lot of the women um, and the platforms that we looked at too had really talked about how they had been feminist women and had really made a step in a movement away from feminism, around, away from sort of existing on the left wing mm -hmm. and moving more into to a right wing kind of ideological um, environment because it, it fitted more with with their relationships, who they were and what they wanted yeah. from their lives. If you just tuned in, I'm talking to uh, Sophia Sykes, who has written a thesis at Massey University on this idea of trad wives, women who choose to stay home, um, often agree to be subservient to their husbands. Um, her thesis supervisor, Dr. Veronica Hopner, is on the line as well. And Sophia, we've sort of been talking about this a bit in the context of the U.S. culture wars and some of that um, traditional uh, religiosity, I think was the word. Um, so does it exist here in New Zealand? What have you found? Um, so I guess we we observed 36 um, women over a period of 10 months. Um, and as kind of Veronica alluded to, we mainly found the greatest presence um, existing within the United States of America. Um, we also found some women existing in the UK, Canada, um, and a couple in Australia. 
Um, we didn't find any overt evidence of the presence of trad wife communities in New Zealand in the same way that we kind of found the American trad wives interacting and creating kind of parasocial relationships on social media with each other. Um, we did find women in New Zealand who discussed anti-feminist ideologies and who, who were supportive of traditional gender arrangements. Um, but as we've talked about, that isn't necessarily um, a, a problematic or bad thing. Um, we also found a community of Christian mummy bloggers, um, which is a group that kind of generated some media attention during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but what did you call them? Did you say Christian mummy bloggers, right? Mummy bloggers. Um, so with these Christian mummy bloggers, we kind of struggled to position them within the right-wing landscape kind of as we defined it. Um, these women generally appeared to be fairly accepting of religious and racial diversity. And while they may just have disagreed with certain beliefs and value systems, um, especially during that COVID-19 pandemic, they didn't really reject the existence of them, which is kind of what we found with some of the other women. So we had a really strict definition of what a trad wife was. And that's kind of important for the integrity, I guess, of our research. Um, there was a kind of a couple of rings that we wondered in our conclusions around why this might have been the case with a bit of a less overt evidence of presence of trad wife communities in New Zealand. Um, one of those reasons was we wondered whether kind of that secularity, which is quite common in New Zealand as a nation, um, as Veronica talked about, America's a lot more Christian and we're a lot more secular, um, where that may have contributed to this flexibility in belief systems and kind of that we as a country have a general acceptance of the existence of alternate points of view. Um, but in saying all of that, we have kind of no doubt that trad wives may well exist in New Zealand. Um, we suspect potentially in conservative Christian communities. Um, but these, as we kind of know and have seen, are often very private and separate from mainstream social media. Um, and our research didn't extend into those spaces. So unfortunately, we were unable to kind of go down those little rabbit holes. Can you tell where the conditions are ripe for this um, American phenomenon to to take root here in New Zealand? Do you feel like it's something we're going to see, particularly given the the fact that social media is basically borderless? Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting um, conversation. I think within the realm of the research, kind of unable to say whether the conditions are right per se, but I think you've really hit the nail on the head in the idea that social media is borderless and these women are kind of had followings of 20,000 to 200,000, sometimes even more. And so when you're looking at such a wide range of following, um, the likelihood, although we didn't observe the followers and directly interact with who they were and where they come from, the likelihood that they're extending into New Zealand, as we've seen in other aspects of kind of this move from the right and some of these other rhetoric that's been playing out within New Zealand, it is possible that there is some form of this kind of idea present in New Zealand in one way or another. But Veronica might have a little bit more to add um, to that. It's really difficult to know, I think, because I think that um, the American tradwife scene has really come out of such a strong Christian base and the pagan women that we observed were, um, were alt-right. They were white supremacists. So, you know, clearly... Most pagan um, women, the research indicates, are actually sort of left-leaning and, and very liberal and very accepting. So mm. this was a particular, um, a particular group that sort of were following very much that sort of Norse mythology and kind of looking to gods like Odin, etc. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's it's really difficult to. I, I think what we do have to. Um, 
make sure is that we, and I think this is something, you know, that is really important, that we do really value motherhood and we do really value women staying at home as much as women going to work, you know, that we value the unpaid work that women do do at home. Yeah. Um, and that I think, um, you know, that often as you do maybe have your first child or subsequent children, your identity changes, you don't have those same work groups that you might have had before. You are looking for um, new communities, you know, people get involved in antenatal groups, all sorts of things like that. So I think as women are sort of making sense of themselves as new mothers, then, you know, there, there, um, there needs to be potentially, I think, you know, a lot of, I think just support and value for for women who are at home with their children. So some so some women go further. So what's the harm, Veronica? What's the harm if a woman chooses to be a trad wife? If she's happy, her husband presumably is happy. They've made their own choices. What business is it of ours, and and why should we be worried? Right. Yes. Exactly. I think you know that they. The positive aspects of of these communities do offer women security and freedom um, to be content with prioritising their lives as wife and mother. They often, um, you know, can hook into other women who are very relatable about things that are happening, um, you know, sort of sleeping issues, etc. All of those sorts of things that people might have with with new babies. Um, they, you know, very supportive community that have emotional and practical tips. Um, but I think the problems that potentially could arise is that they potentially could use their position to influence or perpetuate contentious sort of perspectives on wifely submission, their anti-abortion. So there's potentially some we've seen with Roe versus Wade being overturned in America. Now there's different states that have imposed um, very strict um, abortion laws, etc. So there's limitations for women's sort of rights over um, their fertility and reproduction, etc. that sort of are enshrined in these communities, I guess. Obviously, with the alt-right woman, they're white supremacists. So there's the, I mean, you know, it at the very least, there's discrimination, prejudice, stigma, and at you know, at, at the worst, there's the potential for uh, for violence. Um, it's a lot of um, the more extreme right wing women that we followed were very anti LGBTQIA plus communities um, and women and men in those communities. So these women can have hold the potential to actively contribute to societal shifts towards. It's a Trojan horse. It's a Trojan horse. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's all this stuff masquerading as traditional uh, family positive um, behaviour. It's really interesting. Um, Sophia, congratulations on the thesis. Veronica, thanks for the work that you've done in this area as well, and I've really appreciated your time today, guys, talking us through it. Thank you. Thank you. Sophia Sykes and her thesis supervisor, Dr. Veronica Hopner from Massey University on the phenomenon of trad wives.